Shirts fans to episode number 107 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. And Ranger fans, is there anything better than seeing the Rangers win a playoff overtime game? I really don't think that there is. And so what we're going to do today, this is going to be part one of a two-part episode. We're going to take a look at every single overtime playoff goal that the Rangers have scored from 1994 to current day. And now obviously there were playoff overtime scored by the Rangers in years before 1994, but here's the thing. I've only been around really for 1994 on. That was the year that I started watching the Rangers, getting into hockey, and so it'd be really hard for me to rank goals that I wasn't really around for, didn't really have any, you know, comprehension of how much they meant to the team. And also, you know, there are overtime goals scored by the Rangers going back to the 1930s. And it's very difficult, if not impossible, to find footage of any of these goals online. And some of the footage might not even exist anymore. I mean, that's kind of hard to believe, but it was a different world back then. And there's no guarantee that, you know, this footage can even be found. It might be, you know, away in a warehouse somewhere. Again, it it might not have even been recorded. That's entirely possible as well. But yeah, we're going to take a look. Like I said, there have been 17 playoff overtime goals scored by the Rangers since the 1994 season until current day. So we're going to get to that in just a second. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do the first half of that countdown today. But first, I just want to talk about Henrik Lundqvist here and what he's done. Obviously, I've tried to keep coronavirus talk to a minimum on this show just because I think, you know, when people turn to sports, they're trying to get away from that kind of stuff. But obviously, it's basically dominating the world right now. So it's inevitable. You do have to talk about it a little bit. But Henrik Lundqvist and his wife, they have donated $100,000 through the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation to support Food Bank for New York City. And the donation will serve approximately 68,000 meals to 8,000 children and their families in New York City. The Henrik Lundqvist Foundation is accepting donations through its website, pledging to add 100% of contributions to the $100,000 grant. And, you know, you hear something like this, and the best part about this to me is, I mean, apart from, obviously, the great work that Henrik Lundqvist and his wife are doing here, but you hear that Henrik Lundqvist does something like this, and it's not at all surprising. You just kind of nod, and it's like, yeah, that that's what he would do. Henrik Lundqvist is a good guy, truly one of the good guys in sports, and you know, obviously a very generous gesture here by him and his wife, you know, $100,000. I know Henrik Lundqvist has made a lot of money over the years, but man, that's a six-figure donation. I mean, that's that's a very generous offering there from Henrik Lundqvist. So really a cool thing there. And, you know, you, you talk about Henrik Lundqvist right now, and obviously he was facing kind of an uncertain future with the Rangers. And now with everything being shut down due to coronavirus, I can't help but wonder aloud, has he played his last game with the New York Rangers? And I, I hope the answer is no, because first of all, like I'm sure anybody listening to this, I do want to see this season eventually uh, resume and get into the playoffs and award a Stanley Cup champion. I want all those things to happen, but it may not happen. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. And 
that means that Henrik Lundqvist, just like everybody else in the NHL, would not play any more games this season. And then, of course, next year is the last year of his contract, and a lot can happen. Do the Rangers bring him back? Is he just the backup goalie again next season? And, you know, we get to see him play a few more games with the Rangers. Does he retire? Do the Rangers buy him out? Does he finally agree to waive his no-move clause and he ends up on another team? Uh, Anything is possible. Again, I I really don't think he's going to waive that no-move clause. I've said that time and time again, but you never know. I mean, maybe they could talk him into it. But yeah, I mean, I I just hope we haven't seen the last Henrik Lundqvist uh, game with the Rangers because I think he just deserves a proper send-off, and I hope that he takes the ice at a certain point with all of us knowing, like, okay, this is probably going to be it for him. Let's give him the praise and the cheering and everything that he deserves, maybe some kind of an on-ice tribute of some sort. The other big news here is that the NHL has postponed the Combine, the award announcements, and the NHL draft, and no new dates have yet been announced. Uh, The NHL draft lottery is also postponed. That typically happens right at the end of the regular season, right before the Stanley Cup playoffs, but obviously we don't know when the regular season's going to end or even if it's going to end. So yeah, no, uh, no draft lottery upcoming in the near future, and you know, again, it's it's fine to move these things back. I think it only makes sense. You're not going to give awards while the season is still going. And, you know, obviously the draft, you'd like to have people there in person. And obviously pushing it back, you increase the likelihood of that happening. And this pandemic can pass and everything can go back to normal and all these teams can get together for the draft. If that doesn't happen, I assume you can do it, you know, digitally. You can do something where all the teams are kind of, you know, linked in together and, and you know, doing it from their comfort of their own home, basically. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll just wait and see what happens. The biggest concern is hopefully, well, first of all, the biggest concern is making sure everybody stays healthy and that this pandemic passes. But as far as hockey is concerned, the biggest issue is let's get this season going again and let's get ourselves a Stanley Cup champion. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Fingers crossed that everything works out there. But let's go ahead and dive right into this countdown. As promised in the intro, this again It is the 17 Ranger playoff overtime goals that have been scored from 1994 to current day, and we're going to rank them from 17 all the way up to number one. You guys probably have an idea what number one's going to be, but I won't spoil anything. We're just going to jump right in here and start with number 17. And number 17 occurred on May 23rd, 2013, and it came courtesy of Chris Kreider. The Rangers were in the second round of the playoffs, trailing the Boston Bruins three games to none at home for Madison Square Garden in game four. So backs against the wall, got to score the next goal or your season is over. The Rangers win a defensive zone draw and they just kind of break out. Stepan gets the puck to Nash. Nash goes up the right wing. He hits the brakes. Kreider goes to the net and Nash finds him with a great pass. Kreider tips it home into the net, gives the Rangers the win, and they stave off elimination. But the Rangers ended up losing in Game 5, and that's part of the reason why this ranks dead last on the countdown. I mean, it feels so strange ranking any playoff overtime goal as quote-unquote last in a countdown like this. But bottom line, there's 17 goals. One of them has to be uh, at the bottom of the list. And I just feel like because the Rangers were down three games to none and because it never really felt like they were going to win this series— And again, I'm usually a very optimistic fan, but down three games to none, even after getting this goal, you're kind of thinking like, ah, well, you know, maybe if we go back to Boston and win game five, we'll have a chance. But this was really, really going to be an uphill battle. And like I said, you know, unlike a lot of the other goals on this countdown, this one didn't really lead to anything because the Rangers did indeed lose game five and that ended their season. So again, something had to be last. And I just went with Chris Kreider here just due to the fact that, you know, once again, they were down three games to none and they end up losing game five anyway. So that's 17. 
Moving on to number 16. Number 16 is going to be Steve Larmer on May 12, 1995. This occurred in the first round of the playoffs, Game 4, and it was a goal that gave the Rangers a 3-1 to series lead against the Quebec Nordique. And this was a strange season for the Rangers because they had obviously won the Stanley Cup the season before. They broke the 54-year curse, and then this is the encore. And the Rangers really struggled this year. They barely made the playoffs. Again, they were the 8th seed. They barely got into the playoffs at all. And then somehow the Quebec Nordique were the top seed in the Eastern Conference, which is also very strange. That kind of just happened out of nowhere there. And once again, this goal by Larmer gave the Rangers a 3-1 series lead. It was just kind of a scramble in front of the net. It looked like Larmer actually got his own rebound. He went in, took a shot, the save was made, and he put home the rebound. And the Rangers ended up winning this in five games. But then they were swept in the second round of the playoffs by the Philadelphia Flyers. So given the fact that the Rangers were defending Stanley Cup champions and just woefully underachieved this year, that's why this one ranks, you know, pretty low on the list. It's a great moment for Steve Larmer there. And, you know, obviously it was a big goal for the Rangers to to take control of that series and go up three games to one. But when you know that in the second round of the playoffs, they ended up getting swept by the Philadelphia Flyers, this moment kind of loses some of its luster. And as a result, it's it's one of those... uh, Goals that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot in Ranger history. It's not something that you you think about over and over and over again, but a nice moment for Steve Larmer, so that's going to be number 16. Moving on to number 15. Number 15 is Essa Tikkanen on April 22nd, 1997. This is the first round of the playoffs, Game 3 against the Florida Panthers. The Rangers were the 5 seed. The Panthers were the 4 seed. The series was tied at one game apiece at the time, so this gave the Rangers a 2-1 to series lead in a series that they went on to win in five games. So this really kind of sent the Rangers on their way in this series. But it was a strange goal because Tikkanen gets the puck kind of at the top of the right face-off circle, takes a fast-rising slap shot, and it looked like the puck had bounced off the crossbar. So play continues, but they review the play, and they say the puck was in the net. So Tikkanen there, after a little bit of a delay, gives the Rangers a 2-1 to series lead and kind of sent them on their way to taking out the Panthers that season. And this was kind of an interesting year for the Rangers as well, because Wayne Gretzky had joined the team by now, and they kind of just like supercharged the top line. They had Messier center and Gretzky and Tikkanen, so those guys were just absolutely on fire in this playoff run. The Rangers ended up making it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals before they were knocked out by the Flyers, but... It was kind of a situation where this team was on its last legs. And, you know, they had obviously won the Cup in 1994. This is now three seasons later, and this was kind of their last chance. I really think that this was this core group of players' last chance to maybe get a second Stanley Cup. And they went down swinging. You know, they they took out the Panthers, a little bit of an upset in the first round. They take out the top-seeded Devils in the second round, and then they kind of just ran into a buzzsaw in the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers were just such a big team back then, and I, I think they really kind of outmuscled the Rangers in that series. But yeah, you know, it was a valiant effort. You know, they had they at least had a chance. It was a veteran team looking for, you know, one more shot at adding another Stanley Cup uh, to the mantle. Unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be, but a big goal here by Esatikin. And like I said, the series really kind of turned at this point. So that's going to be number 15 on the list. Moving on to number 14, and that comes to us from Kevin Hayes on April 22nd, 2015. And this happened in the first round of the playoffs. The Rangers were the President's Trophy winners this season. They were taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like I said, this was game four 
at the time, the Rangers had a 2-1 to one series lead, so it's obviously going to be a world of difference. Either you go up three games to one and really take a stranglehold on the series, or you're tied at two games apiece, and Kevin Hayes made sure it was the former. He was a rookie this season, and basically, three minutes into overtime, there's just a wild scramble in front of the net. It's one of those where, you, you know, you're jumping out of your seat and just yelling, you know, put it in, put it in. And Murray St. Louis was there, Carl Haglin was there, Kevin Hayes was there. They're all basically just kind of whacking away at it, and Hayes stuffs it home. The Rangers win this game on the road, and they take a 3-1 to series lead. And the only thing that stops this from ranking a little bit higher on the list is, again, just the fact that it was only the first round. It's game four, and the Rangers at the time, again, by now they were kind of the top dogs in the Eastern Conference. They weren't the underdogs against the Penguins anymore. The Rangers had really kind of taken control and established themselves as one of the elite teams in the league. They were getting ready to go on another deep playoff run here, and the Penguins really had a down season by their standards, the last team into the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, Still a huge goal. I mean, again, it put them up three games to one and let them take control of the series, but you know, again, this this is a tough list to rank. When you've got a goal like this and an important goal like this as, you know, fourth from the bottom, you know we're about to get into some really good stuff. This is great stuff in and of itself. A, a big-time goal by Kevin Hayes. Again, he was a rookie, comes up clutch for the Rangers here, allows them to take control of this series against the Penguins. Moving on to number 13, and by the way, if you're sitting around at home like now, like a lot of us in the Northeast are, wherever you might be, you might be staying inside, playing it safe, you know, practicing social distancing, uh, go check these out on YouTube. You know, as I'm reading them off, YouTube them. They're all there. They're easy to find. Just just type in, you know, the player's name and, you know, the opponent and playoffs, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, it really is fun to relive all these moments. It was cool for me to just kind of go through them all and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that goal. Or, you know, maybe there's one that I didn't remember quite as well. But, I mean, there's some that are unforgettable on this list, as we'll see in a little bit here. But, yeah, by all means, you know, as, as I'm reeling these off here, uh, watch them on YouTube before I start talking about them. I think that'd be kind of a fun way to do this episode, and then you know you can kind of uh, know what I'm talking about rather than just taking my word for it. You can see it for yourself and remember all these goals for yourself. So again, moving on to number 13 here, it's going to be, again, the same series from 1997, the first-round matchup against the Florida Panthers, and the same player. It's Essa Tikkanen again. This happened on April 25th, 1997, just three days after... Tikkanen won game three in overtime. He wins the series clincher game five in overtime. And on this play, Brian Leach has the puck in the Rangers' own zone. He leads Messier out of the zone with a pass. Messier centers for Tikkanen. Tikkanen lets it fly from the high slot, and he scores the series-ending goal, puts the Rangers into round two. And once again, just three days after Essa Tikkanen was the hero of game three, he is the hero of game five as well. And this one gets a a few bonus points as far as the rankings are concerned because this was a series ender. Now, the Rangers were up 3-1, to so maybe it's not quite as dramatic as if, say, it was a Game 7. But again, you know, they they won this game in Florida on the road, and you don't want to give a team life. You don't want to let the Panthers get an overtime win here at home. And then Game 6 at home for the Rangers almost becomes like a must-win kind of scenario. So Essa Tikkanen, uh, you know, the Rangers had the Panthers down, and, and Tikkanen ensures that they basically step on their neck. They knock them out of the playoffs, and it's on to Round 2 against the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, again, it, it almost seems criminal to rank a goal like this so low because it ended a series. It, it sent the Rangers on their way to the next round, but there's a lot of good stuff on this list, as you're already starting to find out. So we're going to move on to number 12. 
Number 12 is going to be Mika Zibanejad on April 20th, 2017 in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Rangers were matched up with the Montreal Canadiens. Game 5 was in Montreal with the series tied at two games apiece. So a big-time goal for Mika Zibanejad. This was Mika's first season as a New York Ranger. He was just getting started in his Blue Shirts tenure and obviously coming up clutch here for the Rangers in a really big spot. Somebody's going to take a 3-2 series lead. This was, again, like we said, this is the most recent goal on this list. This is the last time the Rangers were in the playoffs three years ago. And kind of a strange play because Chris Kreider moves the puck up the left wing. He takes a shot. The Montreal defenseman gets his stick on the puck and slows it down. But the puck just happens to slide right to Mika Zibanejad. Zibanejad was going hard to the net. And and Zibanejad, from point-blank range, buries a short-range shot. And just like that, the Rangers lead the series three games to two. Game six goes back to New York, and the Rangers win that one as well. But yeah, it was just awesome to see Mika Zibanejad come through in the clutch here, give the Rangers the series lead, and pave the way for them to ultimately advance. This one could have been higher, but again, the reason it doesn't rank any higher than number 12 on our list of the 17 goals here is because it was just the first round, and I just think there are others that are going to go ahead of it. Like I said, this was not an easy list to make. You might have your own thoughts as far as where all these goals should rank. And feel free to reach out and let me know. Let me know what I got right, what I got wrong, all that fun stuff. But yeah, as we said, this was the Rangers' most recent playoff series victory. Hopefully that changes soon. Hopefully that changes as soon as this season because, you know, fingers crossed again that we can restart this season and have the Rangers get into the playoffs and maybe do some damage. You never know. But yeah, Mika Zibanejad with his first, you know, really signature big time clutch moment as a New York Ranger here, number 12 on the list. Moving on to number 11. Number 11 comes to us from Marion Gabarik on May 2nd, 2012. This occurred against the Washington Capitals in the second round of the playoffs, Game 3, with the series tied at one game apiece. And this happened in triple overtime, late in triple overtime. We were getting close to going into quadruple overtime. It was just one of those games where everything was so tightly contested. The score was only tied at one. It felt like there was never going to be a goal scored. Plus, you had Lundqvist versus Holtby, both in their primes. And, you know, any good scoring opportunity that was produced, they were likely going to stop it. But finally, this game ended. Girardi played the puck along the boards behind the net to Brad Richards. Brad Richards dished in front to Marion Gabrick, and Gabrick goes five-hole for the win, giving the Rangers a 2-1 to series lead, and they went on to win this series in seven games. It's Rangers Capitals, so of course it went seven games, but again, this was a big goal in the series here. Gave the Rangers the series lead, and it was also a series that the Rangers and Capitals literally just took turns winning games. The Rangers won all of the odd-numbered games in this series. The Capitals won all of the even-numbered games in this series, and the Rangers hang on. They win in seven games and they move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And the fact that this was in triple overtime kind of moves it up the list a little bit. That's why it ranks ahead of, you know, some of the goals that we've already talked about here. And I can't even imagine what time it must have been on the East Coast when this game ended. But well worth staying up for, the Rangers, again, get the win. And Marion Gabrick, you know, a very talented player, but somebody who I really think kind of needed that signature moment, that clutch moment, that playoff moment for the Rangers, and he got it here. Comes up big, you know, again, positioned himself in front of the net here. And again, Girardi to Richards behind the net. Richards dishes in front and Gabrick with a pinpoint shot right between the legs. And the Rangers get the win. And just like that, up two games to one in a series that they ended up winning in seven games. So, so a clutch moment and a big time win here for the Rangers in what was an ultra competitive series against the Capitals because of course it was. 
Moving on to number 10, and number 10 is going to be Mark Stahl. The same series, in fact, just five days later, Marion Gabryk's goal occurred on May 2nd, 2012, and then Mark Stahl on May 7th, 2012, scores in overtime in Game 5, and this one gave the Rangers a 3-2 series lead. And Mark Stahl scored just one minute and 35 seconds into the extra time. And what was interesting here, and it, it goes to the point that anybody can be a hero in playoff hockey. Anybody can score a goal. Anybody can come up clutch. It can be a defenseman you've never heard of. It can be a four-fine forward that scores two goals the entire regular season and then puts one in the net in overtime. But what happened here, I'm actually not talking about Mark Stahl here because, you know, Stahl, you know, was an established player by this point, was starting to make a name for himself. But... John Mitchell, the man, the myth, the legend, and if you don't remember him, it's okay because he only spent one season with the Rangers, but there's an offensive zone draw, and Mitchell, you know, it, it was a tightly contested faceoff, but Mitchell able to get the puck back to Mark Stahl. Stahl moves to his left, takes a slap shot through traffic, and the puck appeared to deflect off of someone, goes into the net, and the Rangers win, but, you know, the interesting thing here is that, you know, John Mitchell, a guy who never had more than 32 points in a season comes up big by winning this faceoff, and who knows what happens. If he doesn't win this faceoff, then maybe the Capitals end up scoring in overtime, and they take a 3-2 to two series lead, and maybe they go on to win the series and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, just to illustrate the point, John Mitchell played 18 playoff games for the Rangers this season, and this was his only point. So just, you know, basically sticking his nose in there, winning a tough faceoff, getting the puck to Mark Stahl, and it leads to a win, and a huge win, because again, this put the Rangers up three games to two, and they end up winning this series in seven games. So yeah, just kind of one of those situations where anybody can be a hero. And you know, if you were going to bet on somebody to score the game-winning goal, you probably wouldn't have picked Mark Stahl either. You know, the Rangers had bigger threats than him at the time. But yeah, Stahl comes up big, and I know we've all gotten on Mark Stahl at times over the years, myself included, but nice to see him come up clutch with a huge goal for the Rangers here. Probably the biggest goal he ever scored in his Ranger career. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for today, guys. We will save numbers 9 to 1 for the next episode. That's going to be Friday's episode. And if you thought that these goals we just talked about were awesome, you're absolutely right. But it's going to get even better in part 2 because we're going to count down again numbers 9 through 1 of the best New York Ranger playoff overtime goals from 1994 to current day. So definitely come back for that tomorrow, Friday's episode. That's going to do it for today. If you want to get in touch with this podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And absolutely, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And again, you know, everybody just try to stay positive. Keep your heads up. We'll all get through this thing together. And hopefully, you know, again, fingers crossed. Again, it's it's small potatoes compared to everything else going in the world. But fingers crossed that we can get back to some New York Ranger hockey because I think all of us want to see the end of this season and see if the Rangers can fight their way into the playoffs. So, again, that's going to do it for today. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, you guys. I will see you next time.